0: Welcome to season five of Faith in It with K. Look, it's been a while, right? You know, I'm super excited that you're joining me for season five. It's been a while since we've been together. Um, but season five hopefully um will continue to give you more of the same kind of uh heartwarming conversations. <laughs> um so we are starting season five. And I think, honestly, I think season five is like that, that season of cross generation kind of conversations. So we're talking to some baby, baby boomers um, and we're having those conversations about um, really mental health. So we're starting off like just talking about mental health because I, m- I missed Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Um, but I still wanted to continue that conversation because I, I, although the m- month is over, it's such an important uh topic, it's such an important thing that uh we need to continue uh throughout the year. So we're talking we're talking mental health and I'm really excited about this season. I hope that, you know, it will continue to uh inspire you, have you laugh, um it might make you angry a little bit, you know, or sad. Um I think all those emotions, <laughs> emojis, you know, to a certain extent, uh, they're healthy, but the hope is to always get you to a point where, after all of that, you still see God. You still um, are energized to go out and trust God and believe God for who it is that He's called you to be and what it is that He has in store for you. Uh, so I hope you're gonna, you know, I hope you enjoy season five. And as always, if you have something to say, I want to hear it. Please go ahead and follow me at Hillary. That's my personal page on Facebook and um, Instagram. You can follow all the podcast page at Faith in it with K on Instagram and Facebook as well. I want to hear from you. I Want to hear what you're thinking? Um, like, subscribe, and follow wherever it is that you're listening. Whatever platform that it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please let me know what you're thinking about it and let uh, those who are you know part of those podcast those platforms know um, that this is a podcast worth listening to. Uh, so please, you you know, this is something that you listen to, and you believe in the content, please uh, help me with promoting um, and really kind of getting this information or these conversations out to other people. Because hopefully, these are conversations that you're already having. But if you're not having them, these are conversations that I hope will inspire you to start having these conversations with your friends and with your family, um, to really kind of get to like, the wholeness of who you are and who God has called you to be. And then, you know, for you to just understand that no matter what it is that you're going through, you are not alone. Um, And there is somebody who has gone through it and hopefully we will have them on this podcast so you can hear that there is an end to whatever you're going through. Whatever you're going through has an end date. It cannot last forever. It will not last forever because God has already told us about his perfect plan for us and how everything everything that he does is perfect everything that he does is for our good um so no matter what you're going through right now just know that God's perfect plan and will is for you to succeed is for you to thrive thrive in so much so that you be able to reach back and pull somebody else up with you and pull a tribe up with you um cuz honestly there are people connected to your destiny so whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, find that thing and walk in it. Walk in it fully, walk in it scared, Um, walk in it unsure (laughs) Um, and just walk in it prayerfully because no matter what emotion that you're going through, when you walk in it prayerfully, God is able to give you the strength that you need. He's able to give you the resolve that you need. He's able to allow you to see just how full you are, how full you are of everything that you need to accomplish every single vision that he's given you. So the next thing that you're going to hear is a new episode, right? You ready for that? Keep listening. Hey, everyone. So today we have my friend, uh, Ranisha but. Look, I've never actually said your whole name, Nish. I know. <laughs> when I just that said it, crazy. I said, wait, I I've never said your whole name. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, because I, you know, I'm be liking
0: all that. I'm good. <laughs> good, good. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you could come on today. I think we're going to um, have some fun talking. But before we get started with, you know, really going into the conversation, I want to get started with the Get to Know Your segment. Okay. So... Can you tell us three of your favorite things? Okay, um, one of
1: my favorite things is doing things with my kids, um, helping children in the community, um, and that is including my, in my church and around uh, Wilmington. And I just like having fun.
0: Just love having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you don't. That's only two though. You got one more. Oh, um, I like,
1: uh, I like putting together things, like, and selling it, so like, um, like different like care packages, or outfits, or okay, different stuff like that. I love doing art
0: and crafts, so. Okay, okay, I like. I like that, I like that. Can you tell us, what is your happy place?
1: my happy place is at night when the kids are asleep and everything's done the work day is over and I'm just sitting and I'm either meditating or I'm looking up like things like in the bible or doing lesson plans or just being quiet that's my happy place sometimes sometimes it's when it's the rowdy and the loud and doing stuff, but I really enjoy when everything calms down and I had yeah. that moment
0: to think, Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so this is still one of my favorite questions. Um, I think 2020 was a year for most of us, so mm-hmm. can you share with us what did 2020 teach you?
1: 2020 taught me that. It's more to life than just our ordinary lifestyle. Like, basically, before COVID and all that hit, everybody was just in their normal thing. Like, you get up in the morning, you drop the kids off at school, you go to work, you come home, we do it all over again. So, when 2020 hit, we had to find other ways to to figure stuff out. Some people lost our jobs. Some people lost um hours at work so they had to make up their income some people realized that they were really more creative than what they really were because they had time to figure that out so i feel like 2020 2020 just gave us opportunities to see what you didn't know that you had or see the potential that other people didn't have like i bought so much black owned business stuff during 2020 i created my own shop And everything in 2020. I already had the booth to do, but I will talk about that later. But I figured out other things I could do when the COVID hit. I realized that uh, my kids' education at the schools was not as we thought it was. We thought the teachers, oh, they know this, they know that, they're teaching them this. And really, it was not, it was like almost impossible for them to figure out the work that they was given on their own. They need to be in school. Like, you know, so we figured that all out. 2020 just taught us so number one to be more creative, and number yeah. two, it it gave us more light on our families and friends and what other people was going through. It gave it shed more light on things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I, you're absolutely right about that. I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of people walked away in 2020 with so many gifts and talents. and people changed their mm-hmm. careers
1: because um, yeah. they
0: finally had the moment. Maybe they Just even lost their job, so then yeah. it became a moment of a okay what do I know how to do and how can I make money with this thing? So mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. A lot yep. of people, um, it was a come up <laughs> for a lot yes, of people yes. in 2020. <laughs> um, if you took that opportunity and really kind of, you know, stepped out there, 2020 was that year that a lot of people just started, started to live, honestly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nish, can you tell, my listeners, a little bit more about you. Who is, you know, I'm
1: just going to call you Nish. Who is Nish? Because yes. that's what I call you. I'm going to call you Nish. Yes, I love to be called Nish. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like to be called by Nisha, but people, you know, call me that anyway, and it's fine. But I go by Nish, and I am um, a mother of five children. Um, I have four boys and one girl. Hmm. I also have a business. Blue for Duke, which is named after my son, my third child, who was diagnosed with autism when he was two. Yeah. So I went on and started bringing awareness to that because I've seen a lot of things that the schools and the system wasn't giving us as parents and families. And I didn't know what to do because I never heard of it. So I started researching and I came up with Blue for Duke, which Duke is his nickname, and blue is the ribbon color for autism. And we've yeah. been doing that for the last almost 10 years. So that's that. What we do is we do mismatched socks, we do color um, blocking stuff, t-shirts. Just bringing awareness to something that nobody knows where it came from, and just shedding light on autism. And also, I since the pandemic, I started a uh, shop with Sherelle. It's just basically little stuff like purses, sandals, shoes, socks, clothes okay. that I sell from my Instagram that I, during the pandemic, people were stuck in the house. And so they had money to spend. So <laughs> I came up with a way to help them spend it. <laughs> yes. 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 So, besides that, I, we, I'm basically just, uh, I, I teach, um, I do. Oh, and also since pandemic, my, I realized that my kids, were not responding well to the virtual learning so i started doing homeschool with them with the christian curriculum and we do it at my church and we have a we have a total of 13 kids who come there every day awesome. and so we do, we did that and, and their grades went up they doing well so i started doing that and but i've always been a teacher i've always been an educator i love doing lesson plans on my spare time um i'm also um I work at the PAL with Miss um, K, so I love the kids there. Even though I stop um, coming there to do the um, homeschool full time, come um, at least twice a week to still yes. help out because that's where, that's just like what I like. I like I love the kids. I love just being a helping hand. So that's just a little bit about me as far as me being a mom entrepreneur. A student, I'm also a student. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a student at Dell Tech. This is my third time trying it and I'm I'm determined to finish this time. Oh, so yeah, I'm in school right. for early childhood education. So I'm almost close to the point where I can get my um from Delaware uh education, I can get my certificate for a curriculum coordinator without a degree. So I'm that's awesome. what I'm gonna, that's my short-term goal and my long-term goal, of course is just to get my associate's degree in early childhood so that's a little yes. bit about me yes <laughs> whoa <laughs>
0: that's a lot look my kids <laughs> wear where yes
1: i'm trying autistic
0: child wear oh my gosh <laughs> like you're doing it nish <laughs> damn right. Yes. <laughs> yes so like just a disclaimer everyone you know she Nish did tell us she has five kids so her five kids are with her so she might have to talk to them a little bit but you know that's okay we're gonna keep it moving um <laughs> yeah. but you know she's a mom and she's a mom 24 7 so 24 <laughs> 7 yes is, is the... <laughs> so can you See, that
1: was so much. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what motivates you? Well, my journey is a little rocky, um, but I don't never because I am a um youth leader in my community and at my church, I don't mind ever telling people about my journey and where I came from because I'm not embarrassed. Mm. So um my journey is a little rocky. I mean, I was I was raised um by my aunt, but I call her my mom now, yeah. but also, my, my mother is still in my life, like, she's my mom and the best grandmother, but I was raised by my aunt, and um, so I knew then I was going to be into the church, like, I knew yeah. I had a passion for the church, the young people there, and I watched um, my sister as she helps the youth and do everything at the PAL, so that kind of motivated me, I knew I was going to be, with, I knew I was going to work with kids, I knew I was going to work in the church, I yeah. knew that from when I was little, but also, along the journey, I end up having kids, and it wasn't as easy as it looks <laughs> when, I, when I first started out. I was just like, Okay, oh, this is a lot, and you yeah. don't always have people around to help because this is your responsibility. Like, you you just always see people. Like, when I was younger, I always see a lot of people around kids, like, yeah, aunts and grandmamas and stuff. So, when you get older, you think, I have kids, somebody having this day, somebody having that day, that's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I have I have my kids a lot. I mean, sometimes they go with their dad, but I have them majority of the time. It's not as easy. So a couple, like about five or six years ago, it got really hard for me, and I had to my kids had to be turned over to the state. Um, for at least two years until I got myself together. But that motivated me to know, like, I can't be I want to help kids in the community. I want to be a social worker. And I can't do that. If I don't, if I first of all, if I'm not mentally and physically healthy. And yeah. for two, I have to learn how to. I'll be at work all day helping other people's kids. And when I get home, I don't, I just be so drained that I don't have time for my own kids. So I had yeah. to balance all of that. So I had to learn how to balance all that. And I went to classes, parenting classes. I went to a lot of things, like mentors and psychiatrists and everything.
0: Wow. And
1: so it took me like a year and a half to get everything that I needed, but I got it together. And ever since then, I've learned how to. Cope and plan things out and pre plan so that even if things don't go the way that we wanted to go with me and the kids or with things going on, I know how to reroute and not get so frustrated or get yeah. so anxious about it. So that's a part of my journey that really motivated me to where I'm at now because now you really can't, I mean, you really, it's got much that can be me down now. Like, yes. I'm not. And I got a great support system. And no, it's not, oh, I'm going to come get your kids. I'm going to do this. But it's people that I can call, like, okay, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. Yeah. And they always step in. Either it's talking to the kids, you know, letting them know, like, okay, listen, it's what you need to do. Or even just like, okay, I'm going to come get them for a few hours, take them to the park. Or let's just all go somewhere. That way you have an extra person, yeah. you know, with you to help with the kids. Or even my little sister comes over sometimes. So I have a great support system now, which I, before I was always prideful and not wanting to ask for help or you know Mm. just not wanting people in my environment in my business in my in my area I don't want them to know what I'm doing so I don't want to ask me no questions but now it's different now Mm. I'm wide open for you know everything help I'm here if people will ask questions and want to know like how in deep depth about my journey I'm always willing to share because I'm not I'm not embarrassed at all because I know I'm not the same I know I'm not the same person and there's some people who never who would never look at me the same they always look at me as the person who messed up or the person who just was tired or sick but that I don't worry about that because I know I'm not the same people around me 24 7 can see that I'm not the same person
0: yeah so
1: that's just what motivates me is knowing that it's possible to come out of anything yeah, as low, even as low as you may feel it's, it's possible so that's basically my, where my journey started and where it's headed
0: yes
1: so. look you
0: said so much right there I'm like oh my <laughs> gosh and like you know I didn't know you before any of this so mm-hmm. I think like two part of your testimony or testament like to where you are now is I would never ever ever have known that mm-hmm. you've gone mm-hmm. through some some of those things or, you know, that, you know, even when you spoke of moments of not having your kids, like, I would mm-hmm. never. I mean, yes. and at the same yeah. time, we're not having balance because you, you do seem to have, you know, a grip on balance in so many different things that you have going on in your life. Like, you're not necessarily – it doesn't seem like you're missing out on anything because you are tackling – the things that you desire to do while mm-hmm. still taking care of your family, because you are you are always with your kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. people
1: be wondering, like they'll they'll look at me and they just be like, "Oh my god, you do so well! It's do this, did you do that." And when I get to know them, because I don't just blurt out my stories. Yeah. I always feel 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 led. Yeah. To, to, to speak, I don't know when it's that time. Like, okay, this is not insert insert story. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and. When I do, they be looking at me like, "Oh my god!" They, they get all teary-eyed and all that. And I, before when I used to talk tell my story, I cried the first two seconds of the story. Yes. Now I know I smile because I'm just so happy. At the end, I might get a little teary-eyed because it's like I really came a long way. Yes. But when I telling people, they they look at me, they like, "What? What you?" Like some people want, they like, "Oh my god, I wish that she was my mom." I'm like, "Girl, you don't even know." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it took a it took a while to get here, but I'm just glad that I got over Back at it, and I can't believe it that I. I just can't believe I'm here. It's like I blink my eyes and boom, here I go. But yes, yes. it's been a, it's been
0: a journey. Yeah. Yes, and that's you know that's what life is. It's a journey, and I mean, honestly, we can say that it's rough. <laughs> it's rougher for some people than it is for others. Like, but if, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all going through a journey. We're all learning. We're all going through something. So, mm-hmm. I, and I, I do think it's, it's amazing because when you do, when you meet you, when you look at you, you would never know, like you are truly always smiling. So yeah. like, it, you, <laughs> know, you know, so like, I think, you know, that's amazing. And, you know, that's just like a testament of clearly like your relationship. Cause as you talk about like being a youth leader and really, um, that, you know, kind of allude into your relationship with Christ. Like, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about your relationship with Christ and how it's impacted your life? Because I can hear it in your story, but can you just tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, So I've been in church mainly most of
1: my like young child, mostly all my life, but I've really been into it since I was like 10 or 11. I um, moved with my aunt and she had a church. She's the pastor. Yeah. And so every day we were at church. Like every day. All day. (laughs) And I and I like church and her church was so it was like like the young people say now it was so lit. Yeah. Like it it was so the music, it was a lot of young people. It was a lot more on and, and I was just like, oh my God, wow. (laughs) <laughs> and then as I kept going, because I lived with her, everything that we talked about at church, she did the same thing at home. It wasn't different. Like preach yeah. one thing at the church and then come home and act a whole different way. Oh, no. It oh, was holiness. Yeah. holiness at home holiness at the church so we came (laughs) home she taught us it and it really just stick to me even though I mean you know we do our own thing yes but it was just her job to make sure that it was instilled because if you put it if you put it in them no matter where they go it's it's always going to be there they'll always remember the word of God or what to do when the time of trouble they remember that so um that's just basically how I don't know how I got through my journey even though the rough patch I had as far as with my kids and stuff I did I knew that I killing myself or anything like that was not an option because yeah. of course I know God if it, yeah. if I didn't know that then I probably that would have been it I wouldn't have been able to I mean because all I have is my kids you took them from me so yes. I have nothing else yeah but because I know God I knew that that was my purpose and then my sister Tawana past Tawana yeah. She she was she's a part of my circle. So she was like, okay, so let's the first question is, do you want your kids back? Do yeah. you wanna have your kids? If that's the case, then we're working towards that. If you don't, then we need to go a different way. Yeah. She, her thing is she's right up front, but she's still my support. Yeah. she's not going to say every day I want to hear but she's still my support like to this day I call her about everything like every good thing every bad thing that happens she's like I'm literally on the phone with her telling her she's like okay let's let's calm down let's see what the next step is and when it's I remember when I had uh, my name was on the child abuse and neglect registry when they took my kids yeah. and mind you and like I told y'all I work for I work with kids I work that's all I've ever done is daycare so yeah. I lost my job because I didn't know my name was on the registry and mm. I was so sad. And when I went to court, they told me it was going to be on there indefinitely forever. Oh, so when wow. I, as years went on, I came and work back at the pal, but I could only work in the office. And this before you came, Miss K, but I was working in the office and I always just wanted to be back in the classroom, but I just knew that thing was stuck on me. So yeah. I got connected with people, with, um, this lady, she helped me go through the process and even though I said indefinitely, they had messed up on the paperwork. They had whited it out and written in something and that was against the law. And because they did that, they wiped my whole thing clean. Because of oh the one little, the one, I'm telling you when they, Miss when they mailed that paper and I got that paper me and Tawana was in the kitchen she was washing dishes yeah. and it was dishwater everywhere. I'm telling you <laughs> it was, I could not, I I got chills all over my body. I couldn't believe it. I just, I just, not, I gave up on it. I didn't, at this point, I was just like, I don't even care no more. Like, I'm just yes. never going to work with kids no more. I'll do a behind the scenes stuff. I'll do the lesson plans. Yes. I'll do that. But I'll never be able to work with kids. And when that letter came in, it was just like, it was God saying, here's a, like, you know what I mean? A fresh start. Yeah. And, I, and yes. I never, never, never will let nothing jeopardize that again. Only because I appreciate what God did for me. Because that yes. was an impossible. Only he could do it. Yeah. So my, my relationship with God is real. My I mean, people see me. I don't. And I do a lot of things different because I know young people watch me. I yes. know the, the kids at my church. Well, I got teenagers and yes. I have teenagers at the church. They watch me like a hawk, like all my Instagram and everything. things. So I had to revamp how I word stuff, what I say, because I used to just be saying whatever. Like if I'm having a bad day, this, you know, what I mean, this day, I don't care. Da, 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 da. But I had to stop doing that because then they look at me like, well, you're doing it, so I don't, why can't I feel like I'm defeated yeah. if you're right it? So now if you look on my Instagram or anything, you don't, it's nothing, if I'm having a bad day, you probably won't see me post nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. it. But I just, my relationship with God is real, It's it's been a long time coming, and he's still sticking with me, so yes.
0: I feel yes. like I, 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 could, I, could hang, I could hang on with him for a while, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, even as you talked, um, I was like, you know, I just, you know, I felt a little shiver when you, you know, you uh-huh. talked about, you know, them messing up that one or writing something in. And it's just like, you know what, like, it's just always, you know, as even as I go through my own transitions, like just a reminder of God's timing, like God's timing is always perfect because they're like, you're indefinitely and, you know, you're not going to be able to work with kids. Um, because of this, you know, this, this mistake or this, um, this mistake you've made. And God's like, not so, not so. He's like, while you were getting yourself together, he was behind the scenes, making sure that when it was time for you to step out in the way that he needed you to, that that paper, (laughs) you know, that letter coming in the mail in the next time, he did that and like when he comes through like that when you're ready to be like okay i give up god what up and then mm-hmm. he comes in and he's like okay now you're ready here you go yep. thing you've been praying for here it is mm-hmm. like yep. that gave on. me chills and like you know even as you spoke about your aunt who you know took you in like as a daughter and you know her witness like i think yep. you know or just speaking about your own I'm witness sure and how you you have to be mindful. Like I think sometimes
1: we like
0: Christian Christianity or parents back in the day though, a lot of Christians are still kind of like that. It's like, do what I say, not what I do. Um, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: and nobody mm-hmm.
0: actually <laughs> listens to what you say. Like, especially when it comes to kids, they're watching what you do. Right. And my favorite Christians are those who are still real. So they like to have fun. They're having mm-hmm. fun. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like, it's all, like, they love God, they love people, but they're also real about who they are. They're not hiding or sugarcoating, trying to, like, pretend to be perfect. Like, this is who I am. I like to have fun. I like to go dancing. Like, I'm going to go dancing. You know, they do it. They might Mm -hmm. just find a different way to do it. Like, maybe you're not going to see them in the clubs or whatever it may be, but they're going to have fun. You know, and and I think, like, that's what's important is, like, finding that balance between who we are and who, like, who we need to be as a witness in order for Mm -hmm. people to still see Christ in us and, you know, to navigate that. So I love that you said that your your aunt, like, she was exactly who she preached, like. yes every single day yes and that's Tawana's mom yes so So I love that I love that I love that and like you know like you said then it became an example for you for you to be like okay in those moments where you're like oh wait Uh, I don't like what I just said or I don't like what I just did and Mm -hmm. these the kids are watching me they're watching what I'm doing they're watching what I'm saying and then for you to be like, okay, well, I want to be a different kind of witness. So I think, you know, like, I think it's awesome because that really shows that you take your walk seriously. um, Mm. And, like, you take it seriously to the point where, like, because a lot of the time people think it's, like, it's what we say that draws people to Christ, but it's really the life that we live. Um, People really care about what we say. um, Because if you just say, you know, a bunch of Christian lingo.
1: (laughs) People like, oh, okay. They don't understand, no. (laughs) They be like, okay, whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they're really looking like, okay, well, what is she going to do? Like, what's she doing now? What's she saying? Like, you know, people are looking at the way that we're walking our lives and living. So I love that that ultimately is your testimony that, you know, like you said, for those people who are still, hanging on to who you were in the past like mm-hmm. you know it's sad for them at the end of the day like that they can't receive the testimony of Christ um and his ability to change or to transform people in situations but at the end of the day they didn't matter like honestly they didn't know they don't because they, the they people, sure
1: don't the and people they, used they used to they used to matter I used to feel bad yeah like they don't see my change. I used to try so hard to show them like I look I change I stop
0: doing that. Yes. Yes. Because they're not who you were called to. And, and and I think sometimes like like you said, like when we are able to let go of who we weren't called to, then we can go we can go forth to who we're called to. Because the people who were called to they will hear the testimony and be like, You used to do what? That happened? Mm-hmm. When? Like and you know that speaks volumes. When people look at you now and they can't see your past, like right, you tell yeah. them and they just like, What? <laughs> you went through that? Yeah. Like yeah, that, they
1: do that. They'd be like, What <laughs> if they don't know me? Then they say that. Or even if they know me from then and they see me now, like they just be in awe, like, wow, you really did like you look different. Yeah. You even look different. Like I didn't gain weight, so much weight. I was a, I looked mess, like skinny. <laughs> I just I didn't want to be bothered. I was so irritable all the time. I, I'm even a whole different. It's like I'm a whole different person. Like if you knew yeah. who I was, then you could tell the difference. But if you didn't know me, then you would just never know that that was my whole part of my
0: story. <laughs> yes. Well, see, look, that's what we love. We love, we love the transformation of Christ, and mm-hmm. you know how that relationship with Him and you know really just transforms and takes over to the point where people can't believe um uh, or testimonies and you kind of told us a little bit you kind of alluded to your platforms already but can you tell us a little bit more about your platform and how you started
1: for the which one, for the blue for dude new- so
0: like it could be for the um actually we'll talk about dorian later um okay. but you can like touch on that touch on that platform what it is um and then also you know with um your online store, you can touch on whatever platforms you want to share as far as like the things that you're doing, because it's essentially at the end of this, we're going to make sure that in the show notes, your information is there. So if it's a place that people need to go and shop, they have that information, or if they need to reach out to you, we're going to make sure that we put that stuff in the show notes um, for people okay. to support you and also to reach out if they have, you know, some questions that, you know, they need some guidance on. Okay. So one platform, and
1: this is something that I'm getting into, but of course, COVID happened, so it kind of slowed everything down. And my best friend, he lives in Houston, and he's um he like knows a lot of people, so he was trying to get me to do it. But I'm trying to do uh, um like workshops and stuff with parents, with Mm -hmm. not 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 just people with kids with disabilities, but just people in general who are having a hard time, or maybe in the process of losing their kids, or going through a rough time. Because I remember when it happened to me. I had a parent aid, but it's like me personally, I have a problem with talking to somebody who who can't relate to me. Mm. So it's hard for me for you to be so, oh, my God, I understand. I know. And you really don't. Yeah. And I I don't really have a lot of respect. Like I, they they call it, quote, unquote, ghetto or ratchet. I just don't, I can tell that this is, you're getting paid for this. Yeah. So yeah. I I suggested to them when I was finished with the program is that y'all get parent aides who have came out of this and really succeeded. Not right out like the first day after they done but years later like me now. Yeah. I would be yeah. a perfect parent aid because I know all the steps. I know everything that you have to go through and I know that it's hard. I know. Yeah. I, I, I know the struggle and they need people who can feel them on that because it's, it's so frustrating when you're trying to get your point across and all people see is oh you can't take your kids you're yeah. a bad mom how can you put this before your kids how can you do this and not take care of your kids how can you be overwhelmed when you're a mother you're supposed to no mom is supposed to be overwhelmed. like people don't understand that because yeah. number one they've never been through it they yeah. either have a two-parent household with they're married and like and they have their kids together so it's always mom can take a break dad can take a break they come together it's different when it's just a single parent whether it's a yeah. mother or father when it's just you you don't have nobody to call yeah or when you're already dealing with other mental de- demons and emotional things going on, and besides the kids, you can't get a break to release anything out of your head yeah it's 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 a lot. And these psychiatrists and social workers, they don't know they don't know they just they know their job. So my whole thing was to do workshops with people who need that 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 talk that help because they don't need nobody beating them down and telling them what they should have done and what they need to do. They need somebody who can listen to them because sometimes yeah. they just want somebody that they didn't get it out to that understands. Yeah. And and I just had that. I just feel for those. I feel for people who are really trying. If you're not trying, if you don't want your kids, that's different. But if you really try and you just in a rough patch in your life, I feel like that I want to advocate for them. Yeah. Also for, um, for kids for parents with kids with disabilities as well just let them know it's different things out here that they can do like because like me when I when my son was first diagnosed I didn't know the resources they mm. they it were they were limited now it's a lot more people being diagnosed with autism than when I've never heard of it before my son was
0: yeah it was
1: like they were saying that people had so when they told me that i did a lot of research and i found out a lot of things later on like now i'm finding out that there's a lot of help out here and i just want to be somebody that maybe you could that's the whole thing for blue for dude like you said we'll talk about it later but that's the whole purpose of it is to become a center of resource thing to come yeah. to to get help it's not really i don't want to take money from nobody i just want to be able to help that's all so that that's my goal for that and then also like my other platform is i am a youth youth leader at my church youth minister at my church and um and well now because of covid we've been out of church we've only been online so now that we're opening back up it's going to be a lot of things so if you have youth that is in the city of Wilmington or wherever you are if you don't mind driving we do have a church on seventh and church street and it is filled with young people and our pastors are young why well, still call them young <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we, we, we are lit it's a lit church I like when the kids say that all the time that it's lit it's lit yeah, it's yeah. The, the glory the glorious church is lit it's what's up for right now in this season um in this year this time that we're going that what we're going through in the world in in our city as in general yes it's just it's a place to be it's a place of safety it's a place where we understand we know the struggles everybody that's in my church been through something. So it's nobody looking at nobody like, oh, you know, they grossed me out. Like they're, they're, they're homeless, they're sick. We, this is a church, we were built off of that, of accepting people in that don't look like us. Yeah. So we're not a church of like judging or discriminating against anyone. Our whole purpose is to love you back to where you're supposed to be. So yes. that's yeah. that's that. So those are my main things that I'm, oh, in my store, Shop with Sherelle, it, um, like I said, in 2020, when COVID first hit, we was doing it being online on Instagram. What I do is I post everything on my Instagram and whatever you want, you just let me know and we do it that way. I did open up a Shopify, but oh. I hadn't I, I had been on top of it. So I'm not, I'm, it's a little, it's not really up to date. So Instagram is the best way for me. But like I said, now the summer's coming up. So I'm getting back at it. I'm trying to actually have a pop-up shop. My friend, um, she does cosmetics. We're trying to put the, together a pop-up shop for July. Um, so I have a bunch of my stuff on hand because I don't have stuff on hand, like all my stuff is through the order. Okay, so um, but I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff on hand so that when you when they do the shop, they could just go ahead and um purchase it and pick it up right then and there. Awesome,
0: awesome. So those are some real good uh platforms. So I already see different ways and. That people, clearly, I'm sure there's going to be someone listening who will need to reach out, um, even if it's just like you said, for support in those different areas. Because, um, like you said, there's nothing like somebody who's been through something <laughs> walking you through a process that you're going through. There's, it's nothing like that. Like, like you Having somebody who doesn't understand, who doesn't understand the process that you're walking through, um, is not helpful. Um, The best right. person is somebody who's gone through it, um, knows the emotions that you're gonna feel, um, knows the roadblocks that you could potentially run into, and just be like, "Hey, this is what my process was like." So you know, it gives you like, "Okay, well, these are things that I could kind of look out for." Or when something happens, being able to call that person and that person be like, "Oh, okay, well, that happens, and when that happens, da da da, do this," and you know, so um, yeah. I'm sure there's somebody who's going to be listening who, who needs to because, like, I think that's the amazing thing about, you know, being connected, um, the church in general, is that, you know, um, when you're in the church, there's somebody who's going through what you, you're you about to go through. Um, there's somebody who's going through what you're going through. Um, and there's probably somebody who hasn't even gone through it yet, but they'll be going through it soon enough. Um, mm-hmm. like. There's all these different levels that are available in the church. And, and I think like, you know, like you said, the, the awesome thing is being able to connect with somebody who's gone through the journey that you're about to go through um, and for that person to kind of walk you through. So I hope if you're listening and you're navigating, the, you know, any of those journeys that Nish has spoken on, that you'll reach out to her, um, you know, because she has wisdom in those areas because she's walked through it. Um, so thank you, Nish. Um, yes. I feel like you answered this one already but I just want to you know talk a little bit more about it um, what is your why and how does it drive you
1: my why basically Um, yeah, I talk about it a little bit as far as with the thing with my kids or whatever that's yeah. really my, my my thing that's it's just that's my all my in all be all at the end of the day it's just I just feel like they've been through a lot in that little bit of time that yeah. everything I do it, I have to show them to keep like going so yeah. they don't give up like I don't care like I'm back in school and I know they didn't see me start school a couple times yeah. but like I tell them you it, as long as you keep trying it doesn't matter what people think I say I'm old I'm 38 I just turned 38 so it's like I'm still trying to go to school I mean school is not for everybody I don't pressure them but yeah. if you, if that if it's something you want to do even if you get knocked down a couple times if you get back up and do it again that, defeat, that's, that defeats the enemy by yes. showing yes. them that you're going to keep trying you're going to keep doing it until you get it until you get it where you want to be so yes. that's just that is my why my kids is my why of everything I do no matter it's always a lesson or a teachable moment and everything. And I don't do anything, like, I don't go places where my kids can't go that's yeah. like, I just went away on vacation. But other than that, I don't go places if, if it's not for, like, I always have my kids.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Unless
1: somebody's watching them or if it's something really important, like somebody's birthday party or something like that, I don't go places. I've never been that type of person that be in no bunch of crowds and all that. I'm always afraid that I'll be the one, the innocent bystander or the person <laughs> that something happens to or robbing a bank i'll be the one to get caught like i always had that fear in me so i've just never been the type of person to do stuff like that so anywhere i go is most likely kid friendly unless like i said it's a birthday party or a wedding or something like that but i that's that they my kids are my why now and i know some people may be like well they should have been that and you're right they should have but they weren't at the time yeah. and I've learned from that and I wouldn't have it no other way if I could reverse time it trust me it would be if I know knew then what I know now it would have been a different story. I don't dwell on it I keep it moving and now yes. that they are the purpose they are my purpose and everything I do will benefit them in the long run yes
0: Sweet. yes so, I love that I love mm-hmm. that um, and I, I think like you know just when you talked about <laughs> being in the being caught up in different places and being <laughs> you know that person who if there's somebody to get in trouble it's gonna be me that's, yes. like you sound just like me that's me right there <laughs> i'm always afraid like, when people will act up and you know talk crazy and you know trying to witness to them about jesus and they say some crazy stuff family members and stuff i'd be like god please Please mm-hmm. don't let me be the person that brings them to you because I died because they want to do something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I was that. That's person. always me. I always. was that person. Like, uh-uh, I'm not going there with you because you be the person that go away just got free and fine, and yeah. I be the person <laughs> that gets caught up. No, mm-hmm. so yes and no, it's not going <laughs> to be me. <laughs> but I, you know, I love it too. You know, because you said, and you know, just the honesty of that is. Um, and I think sometimes there are parents, if they can be honest with themselves to say, um, it is that journey because, you know, for some parents, their kids, aren't their why, um, their kids, they're not. Um, and sometimes like, I think people are just not completely honest with themselves to really think about because oftentimes the things that we put ahead so it could be, okay, I got to get ahead of my career. I got to do this. Um, that's, that's what's kind of driving a lot of people. But they're like, hey, well, my kid sees me dr- doing this. My kids see me driving. So it's for my kids. And it's like, no, it's those things, like you said, that really put your kids at the center. Like, like you mm-hmm. said, you don't go places without... Where your kids can't be like that's not like of course you have time alone or you you know mm-hmm, but for the yeah. most part your kids are there you're spending time with them because that you know we know that's what's important to kids is that time that's being spent with their parents or you know that love that they're being shown in that moment and you know like i love that you said that like you know there was a moment in time where they weren't and and that honesty and i you know i think sometimes um, parents can learn a lot from that, you know, really just thinking about it, thinking about the steps that they're taking, the moves that they're making. And, you know, does it really benefit the child? Like, does it really benefit the kid? Yeah, like, yeah, it gives them a better life. It gives them this, but is that what they want? Is that yeah. what they want more than anything else? Um, or is it possible that they want you um, more, they, more than they want a quote unquote better life? So. You know, I love that you said that, you know, like that honesty, that self-honesty, because um, I think sometimes, like, we aren't honest with ourselves about our motives or, you know, really what we're thinking or intentions. So, I, you know, I love that. Um, can you tell us what does your ultimate future look like? What are you doing?
1: My future looks like it doesn't look like Delaware. <laughs> As much as I love my city, of Wilmington, I, yes. my, my future with like like five to ten years from now doesn't look like Delaware. Only because my goal is to be traveling and doing different stuff for autism awareness and things like that. I don't feel like I'm just gonna be stationed in Delaware. Yeah, I, I want to be. I do want to help Delaware though, but I still don't want to be here forever. So my future it looks. I'm traveling. I'm doing the autism awareness. I'm doing the pop-up shop. Mm. I'm doing the mentoring for parents who lost their kids or in the process of losing their kids. Maybe you have a job. I really don't want a base job, like social services or nothing, because I want to travel. I want yeah. to be able to to have my own thing so I can go and do everything that I need to do on my own, like, without being stuck at a one individual place inside of four walls, because that's not where my ministry is yeah it's not stuck it's not stuck in a a, inside it's outside so that's just my that's my i know it's coming i know it is i'm just covid's finally over so now i'm gonna be making it happen but yes that's my future it looks like traveling doing my pop-up shops, doing pop-up shops here and there but my main really thing is to get the blue for duke really going in multiple states that people to advocate for them and also a resource center where they can come and get help.
0: So, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's a good. That's a good look. Um, and honestly, most people in Delaware <laughs> don't see themselves staying in Delaware. <laughs> um, so it's just, you know, I was, I like it for the tax free. That's what I was like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It might be home based <laughs> But yeah. I base. look forward. Yeah, I look forward it's
1: definitely to, home base.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's tax free. Like my business free and my here whole family's
1: here. So yeah, my family's
0: so, here. So it's it's definitely a home base. It's just that yeah.
1: I I'll have a home, but I probably won't be there a
0: lot. Yeah, that's 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 really what I'm I'm mm. like definitely yeah. leaning towards. I'm like, mm. I won't be most of my year won't be spent in Delaware, but I'll have a mm. home in Delaware that I can always right. come back to. Right. So I I definitely can uh, relate with that. Um, So by the time people are going to hear this episode, it's probably going to be June um, at this point because we're near the end of May. Mm -hmm. So April was uh, autism awareness. Uh, May was mental health awareness. So I guess we're just going to put them all in one. (laughs) All together. Yes. Mental health is important. Yes. And, you know, because, I, you, because you have personal experience, um, can you talk about, like, why autism awareness is important, um, why mental health awareness is important? Um, why are those months? Or honestly, like, I know the months are really just focused on getting people to really think about it more on a daily basis. Um, but I feel like both topics are things that we need to be mindful of each and every day. Um, that whether it's whether we're going through it or we know somebody who's going through it, like it's it's they're they're both issues are close to close to home uh, for most of us because um, whether or not it's a personal, we we probably know someone who's dealing with one or the other, and maybe even both. So can you just talk a little bit about why they're important?
1: Yes. Yeah, so autism awareness, I just think it's important. Like I said, because people like my son goes to the Brennan School, which is the school for autistic children mm-hmm. but they it, they they're limited with their resources and what they send home like sometimes I just don't know unless I'm on in a group on Facebook in a group like a group thing or yeah. I see it or somebody else lets me know like if their child's autistic like, girl, you didn't know about this you didn't know about that. and I just feel like if if I autism like I said about the um, the parent aid thing. I understand the problems and the stresses. I understand what parents face on a daily, daily basis, yeah. a daily basis on what they go through as far as trying to take care of a child or multiple children with disabilities. Yeah. So that's why I want to be the one to have the the to be the advocate because I know I know the urgency. When you're calling these centers and you're like, I need money for rent or something. Like you lost your job due to COVID and I need money yeah. for my rent. They'll just send you to some other agency and leave you on hold, leave a message nobody ever calls back. But I know the pain, so I want you to come to me. Yeah, Come to me. I will get you something, some kind of help, something by tomorrow. I know you're going to be put out by the end of the week. I'm not going to give you the runaround and have nobody call you back in two months and you'll be living in the street or in the shelter. So I just feel like that's why I uh, that's my purpose of about the autism one. It's also too, because people don't know. Some people be thinking that your kids just don't talk or mm-hmm. that they're just shy, you know, or they're just you know, a little delayed. and the whole time they may have autism. And that's why it's important to to I, I, me personally, I y'all know. Some of y'all know that I spread awareness all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'm always talking about Blue for dupe. I'm always talking about autism because I feel like April is the month for it. And I go all out in April, but it's just all the other months is important too. Like it's always, and when you have a child or you have a family member, you understand that. Like it's every day for you. It's not just April. It's every day because every day these kids are dealing with these and, and and being prescribed a bunch of medicine and things like yeah. that and you, don't, and you don't even know where it comes from like my son is on a, so much of a strict diet of things that first of all, number one, he don't, he's picky so he don't even like some stuff. Mm. Then it's on top of that is things that they're adding that's say that they may cause autism or that may trigger autism that you don't want to have like red juice and stuff like mm-hmm. that which he doesn't drink that, he don't drink dairy. It's so much stuff and really if people could get that ahead of time or be educated about that then it may prevent you having to go through a lot of things like I know in my relationship with my kid's father and I don't bad talk him or nothing because that's their father and he's the best father to them but yeah. in, our, in our relationship I believe that Dorian being diagnosed with autism and all that it was really a play in how our relationship ended mm. because it was just a lot it was a lot of tension in the house it was a lot of frustration and it is It's no one to blame. It's just, it's so hard because we were young and we don't know. Like, and that's what I'm saying. That's why awareness is important. And not just the awareness of telling you about it, but also the advocacy of helping you get through it and get on the right path. Because once you get through it, then you become an advocate. Yeah. Once you get the resources that you need and you know where to go, you can help the next person. They'll come to you for help. People ask me all the time when they refer me to, oh, she has a child with autism, ask her. And I used to be like, don't ask me nothing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know nothing about this. I'm struggling to say like you don't ask me nothing. But yes. as the time went on, now I'm like, oh, girl, let me give you this number. Let me tell you about this. Sign yes. Up don't send them there. Don't do this. Don't let them do this. Only take them to Nemours because they go to different doctors, and a lot of doctors don't have the skill to deal with the children with autism. And my son, like at the dentist, he can't. He can go to the regular dentist for just x rays, but anything that they put anything in his mouth, he has to be put to sleep. Oh. And so he has to go to Nemours every time he has to get his teeth cleaned, <laughs> like oh. it, because at you know that the regular dentist, they're just not trained to deal with your. They they yeah. like stop. You know, don't bite me, don't that. No, no. But yeah. he he don't want your hands in his mouth, but he can't tell you that. Yeah, you know. And also, I teach my kids, my all of my children now, And Dorian is the middle child. I have two kids older than him, and then two children younger than him. But even my youngest, which is eight, under if somebody's talking to them at once, and they they may find them talking to Dorian more, and like keep saying the same thing over and over. They'll tell them, oh, my brother's artistic. He doesn't talk. Hmm. But his, but his name is Dorian. He's uh <laughs> They, they understand that because they like they get frustrated. It's like he's not comfortable because he has autism. But they, I told him everybody doesn't know. And mm. until Dorian can express that, it's your job to protect him and to make sure that don't that he doesn't go nowhere alone. Well, he don't go nowhere without me anyway. Yeah. yeah, But he, he's even if they're outside playing, if I tell the kids, if you see one of your friends come out and you want to go down the street with them, bring me Dorian. Yeah. Because he can't, he can't say I'm lost. He can't say danger, stranger danger. Yeah. You know, and he has pica, so he's eating stuff along the way. <laughs> so, so it's it's. I'm very my 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 anxiety is really high with Norian because he's especially because he's nonverbal. Yeah, and because he just don't. He's an outside person. He loves outdoors. He loves water, and yeah. that scares me. So it's mm-hmm. just good to know. The awareness is good to know because you may be dealing with a child who is a fully functional autistic child mm. who, who is really smart, who, know, who does everything. Like my son, um, Zeke, he was diagnosed with being on the autism spectrum. He's just not as far as the spectrum as Dorian, but mm. he's on there. And some of our children that they're diagnosing with ADHD, ADD, and all that could just be autistic on the spectrum. Mm. So and that's why I'm saying it's good to know. Like I just found that out, but Zeke has been taking medicine for ADHD since he was like four. Oh, but wow. when I took him to another specialist and they were saying that he was on the spectrum of having autism and, and really really smart children who know every like it seems like they know everything. That is a that is a part of autism, and you get to mm-hmm. know that yeah. as you're researching. So yeah. I mean, it's not just because if the kid doesn't talk or you know be a little delayed. it's sometimes it's the kids who are fully functional. You just don't know. Sometimes they act out. They may do certain stuff, and you be like, "Why are they doing it?" That? Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why the awareness is important to me. I want people to understand. I want them to know, don't let them just go around diagnosing your child with anything. If Mm. they tell you, oh, I don't think he's autistic, take him somewhere else. You you say you have to stick stick to one doctor. I went to four doctors before I got a diagnosis for Dorian because I know something was wrong with him. Originally, I thought he was deaf because Mm. he wasn't talking. Like, what? I'm like, well, can you hear? (laughs) Like, at first, I was frustrated because it's like, I don't think he can hear because the way he was making noises, it just reminded me of somebody who was deaf. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh,
1: they checked his ears oh he can hear okay so what else is wrong with them nothing it's something wrong with him there's something wrong yeah yeah and as i did test 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 i ended up taking him to the delaware autism program for a test then i then they referred me to um Nemours, where she had to be put to sleep for almost 10 hours
0: and they oh, did wow. a
1: um, scan of his brain they kept you know, watching his brain activity and then after that and that was um that was when he was two. They finally diagnosed me at Nemours of him being on the autism spectrum of having autism spectrum disorder. And even after that, I stood there and looked at him because I'm like, now what? Hmm. So it's it's a, it's important to know what you're looking for and it's important to just know the details, even if you don't know nobody with it. Because you never you can be a teacher, you could be a, a pastor, you could be any a grocery store worker, you you don't you just walk up to kids and like to me, you can't touch that and you don't even know if there's anything wrong with them. Yeah, yeah, so it's just good to know about that, and it's good to know about mental awareness also because a lot of people struggle with depression. Yeah, and you don't even know that you're depressed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: I would sleep the day away. I'm talking about when I tell you I slept. I never got up, not even to check on my kids. This is mm. before, before when I was, um, like having mental illness. Yeah. I slept the entire day. I didn't eat. I would go a whole week without eating n- nothing. I didn't even care. I wasn't even hungry. I didn't like care about that. anything. I didn't want to be around. I didn't want nobody talking to me. Everything irritated me. That is depression. And it just, to me, I just, I didn't know what it was. Like, why am I so irritated? Why am I so fidgety and so annoyed? Like a, like yeah. somebody with a drug habit and I wasn't on drugs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's, and that's, it's just good to know those things as well. When I end up going to the psychiatrist after the fact, when they took the kids and they made me go, that was some of the things they were saying. I had bipolar depression, depression, um, schizophrenia. They just tried for everything. Then I had um, whatever it is like when you experience bad stuff.
0: Oh, um, post traumatic stress.
1: Yes, I had that. And then they tried to give me medication, and that was one of the things that I signed off on. That I, I'm like, I want my kids back, but I'm not taking no medicine. Mm. so y'all gotta go around it I'm not being addicted to no pills no nothing I've never done that kind of stuff in my life I'm fine trust me Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. taking it I yeah. will function I will pray I will call my circle of people that I need I will do all the steps and stuff yeah. making this pill. Yeah, and I, they end up prescribing to me and I when I talk to my Patowana. I told her, I'm like, I don't want to take the medicine. And she's like, okay, because so we're not taking it. So what else are we gonna do to replace the medicine? Because you have to do something in that place. And it it had to be prayer. Yeah. I had to be able to be able to call somebody. Stop thinking you're on it all alone. You and yeah. I know a lot of people say that, oh, you can call me, you could have called somebody. And it's not that easy when you are depressed. It's not yeah. as easy as people say, oh, you could have just picked up the phone. It's not that easy. It's not. And I know that firsthand. It's hard to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody in your family and say, I'm depressed. They don't, I mean, I'm not saying they don't care, but people don't, like, what are they gonna do about it? Yeah, yeah. But you have to find somebody that you can trust and that you, when they say you can call me anytime of night, do they really mean that? Yeah. Because sometimes you need to call somebody. I have people that I can call at two o'clock in the morning. If I wake up screaming, hollering, crying, or sweating, and I'm just so anxious and, and, and my anxiety is high. I have people that I can call and be like, I don't know what's going on. And I'll be crying the blues and they'll stay on the phone and we'll get through it and I'll calm down and I'll go to sleep.
0: So I hope you've enjoyed part one of my conversation with Nish. I hope you've enjoyed hearing her story and how she's pivoted uh, towards God No matter what life, like an oak tree, no matter what life threw her away, she was able to pivot, draw closer, go deeper in God, seek him in a different way. And he was able to essentially redeem her to a space where her family is restored. So the scripture that I thought about was Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And this is a new international version. It says the year of the Lord's favor. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release on darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our Lord, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So I hope you've enjoyed part one. And then Nisha's information's in the show note. Go ahead and reach out to her. We are are only as strong (laughs) as our ability to say, hey, I need help. Our ability to reach out to each other and connect with each other in a way that says, hey, you've been through this thing and I need you to help, help me guide, guide me through this, this period in my life. It's okay. That's what we're here for. That's where Christianity works. It works when we're able to help each other. We're able to be there for each other. So I thank you for listening to part one and part 2 we'll just hopefully pick up seamlessly on this conversation as Nish continues to talk about the, um, walking through depression and walking through autism with her kids and just navigating that period. But I thank you for listening to part one of our conversation. So until next time, see ya!